This is the Punk Show Podcast. Hello? Blag. Hello? Yeah. It's Jason Lamb calling from up in Victoria, B.C., Canada. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah, man. What's going on? Hey, not too much. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my great pleasure. I thought we'd chat about the new album and whatever else kind of comes up, if you're cool with that. Let's do so. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, first of all. Well, thank you. Yes, I hope you're having a romantic day out there. <laughs> yeah, well, not really. I've just worked so far this this morning. I don't know. I better get something for my wife. Nice. Well, as long as someone else isn't getting something from your wife, I think that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, your new album, uh, Take Back the Night, is... Uh, in my opinion, one of, some of the best work you guys have done. It's a fantastic record. Just a ripping album of amazing punk rock from beginning to end. So congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, the Dwarves are the only band that gets old and keeps making cool records. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one, and it's us. <laughs> I love that humility that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I try and call it like I see it. I tend to agree with that statement for the most part. I think there are some other bands that have been around as long as you guys, maybe even longer, that are still putting out pretty good music. But, I mean, you guys are just getting better and better, which is, that that is a rarity for sure. Right on. <laughs> um, I've listened to the album a couple of times online. I've ordered the signed vinyl on your website, so I'm looking forward to that because I'm a vinyl guy. Um, I wanted to talk about... Uh, the cover, there's no naked ladies on the cover this time around. No, no naked ladies, or as they call them there, bare naked ladies. <laughs> nice little Canadian reference there. I like that. Yeah. But we do have, you know, drugs and, you know, we're, 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 we're dabbling in the diversity element. You know, we brought in black people on this one. So I think we're, we're doing our job. Yeah. Yeah. It's very forward thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, I've noticed uh, that you've supplied clean versions of some of the songs in this album, at least online. Is that something you've done in the past? I, mean, um, since... I, I make clean versions, like for yeah, like for for um, uh, movies and TV, whatever. If somebody wants the song, but they can't have a swear in it, you know. But mm. you, you, we don't always make them available to fans. But I figure, what the hell, you know, give them something a little extra or whatever. Sure. Throw it in there. Like it, that way we can really, uh, you know, get the kids involved. <laughs> get them while they're young and then, uh, and then poison them. That's right. That's it. Um, there's an interesting quote that you have actually on your Facebook page, uh, your the Dwarves Facebook page, and I, I was I thought it was interesting. It was uh, from All Music, and the quote is, "If it wasn't for the blood and the nudity, they'd be huge." And <laughs> I like that. And I wonder if you feel there's truth to that statement, and if it's something that you've thought about over the years, like, hey, if we kind of cleaned up the act a little bit as far as what we're singing about and the album covers, you know, we're, you're, you're such a good band. Maybe you could have more mainstream success. Is that something that even crosses your radar? Yes, of course. I mean, who wants to be poor and unknown, you know, <laughs> but it's like, uh, that was just the way the cookie crumbled. I mean, it's kind of like, 
in order to be who we are, you can't tone it down. You can just do variations on it. And then every once in a while, you know, you get a song like Salt Lake City or something where it's like, oh, this is actually clean and it could be a hit. Right. But then you quickly realize when you're as dirty as us, you're just tainted forever, you know, and they just won't come near you, you know what I mean? So I agree with all music and that appraisal and, you know, it's also that like people kind of judge you on what they first hear, you know? So to a lot of people, even who are real knowledgeable about music, we're just blood, guts and pussy. And that's all we'll ever be. It's kind of hard for people to understand anything else. So we were this weird combination, like, you know, production wise and, and songwriting wise, we did like, improved to the point of being where we could be like a, a at least like a pop punk kind of mainstream band but then because the content remained so nasty you know people just <laughs> <laughs> people just couldn't handle that you know like yeah. and they've already made up their mind about about who we are and um and so that's it you yeah. know i mean it's it's very uh <laughs> Well, it's very true because you, you, musically, you guys are all very talented. You've got a, a really great singing voice. You know, you're not just a screamy punk guy. You, you can, you know, you've got a really nice melodic voice. The, the songs are tight and melodic. Oh, and, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to blow smoke, but it's it's uh, and it's true. But again, you can't get past the content thing as far as some people's are concerned. Um, all right, I wanted to. I don't want to get too deep, but I, I thought I, I might try this out anyway. I'm, I'm curious. In this day and age, I get in fights all the time. I was I do stand up comedy as well as do radio stuff, and I get in like I unfriend people on Facebook constantly and get in these fights with these incredibly oversensitive people um, these days. This whole yeah, comedy has really changed remarkably. Comedy and music, I think, have changed tremendously. I think all the arts have changed now because of the the new like uh, PC thing, you know, and, and what's so destructive about it is that it discourages any conversation at all, right? you know, because people wind up coming to the conclusion, well, I just won't mention sex. I just won't mention race. You know, I, ju I just won't mention kids. I just won't mention anything that might offend people. And so before you know it, like the conversation has just ended, you know, so it isn't even a question of like, well, I disagree with you and let's have a discussion. It's just, how dare you even have a discussion about anything? Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it's, uh, it's really, uh, um, the most destructive thing that's happened to Western civilization, to be honest with you. And it's sad because it's like supposed to be well-meaning, like, um, it, it, it's supposed to be, hey, we're making the world better, right. but all they're doing is making it worse, you know, by by shutting down the conversation and 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 by sort of, you know, they're going after mosquitoes with an elephant gun, you know. I mean, like something like rape is a horrible thing, but is making a joke about it a horrible thing? And then beyond that is like writing a drama that's sensitive about it. Is that also a horrible thing or, or, or what about writing a song about it from the perspective of someone who did it? Mm -hmm. You know, after a while you can't even make art no matter what you believe, because, you know, just the very mention of these things is so toxic that people just can't talk about anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's the sad part is that 
this kind of stuff used to come from conservatism, but now it comes from liberalism. And it, it's really something that you have to watch in a place like punk rock that's so dominated by that, or in a place like Canada that's so dominated by that. You know, it's like, I, I just think it's a horrible, chilling effect that's really cut out um, discussion. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of made a mockery of it. And, uh, and again, you know, this is when the enemy wins, right? All like everything becomes so generic and small that, you know, you can just only talk about certain subjects, you know, I love you or I'm sad or whatever, <laughs> you know, you can't, you, 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 so yeah, it's, uh, the dwarves will just never put up with that. And it's funny because a lot, often if I talk to younger people, like when I was doing this shit 30 years ago, it was like, whoa, man, you guys are pretty crazy or, oh, you're saying some offensive shit. Now it's like, oh, you're just old. You don't get it. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, no, we, we get it. <laughs> we, we understand that this is upsetting to you. You know, you, you, need, you need to look at why it's so upsetting to you. Well, you know? what, what I was kind of curious about is, is, you know, with you and with the dwarves, um, because you're so extreme the other way, it's almost like, I almost, does it feel almost like you're untouchable with this stuff? Because it's like, where do they even start? Do you know what I mean? Like, like someone like me, right. I'll say some, I'll say <laughs> something on social media and say the wrong, you know, pronoun to describe something or, and I'll get <laughs> shit on. Whereas, I mean, you guys, <laughs> you've got blood soaked right, dwarves and naked ladies and like, you must just blow their minds. But it's almost that, you know, it, it's, yes, that's true, but it's also like, it's only because we've been ignored so much, you know, so it's sort of like, I could say the same thing about like, wow, yeah, the labels we were on never censored us. Yeah, because they weren't paying any attention to us and they didn't give a fuck one way or the other, you know what I mean? I mean, it was like, so you kind of got to pick your poison, you know? I mean, most people want to be famous and recognized and so... You know, musicians censor themselves, comics censor themselves, you know. I mean, the funniest recent example is Aziz Ansari, who's, you know, this guy who's had tremendous success and who, in my view, is not very funny at all. Yeah. But he's like a woke comedian and a minority <laughs> guy, and so everything was supposed to be nice and cute for the... <laughs> for for the new liberal sensibility, and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes out on a date and he's a rapist. You know what yeah, I mean? I yeah. mean, this is what's so bizarre now. It's like you just even being part of one of these groups doesn't doesn't save you. Yeah, you know, exactly. because the sen sensitivity level is so high. You know, and so in a way, I would I am kind of happy about the that because you know it it's um. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, so now you guys get it back. You know, you fucking cleaned up for airplay, cheesy motherfuckers. You're all going to be purged anyway. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody escapes the new, the new church ladies, right? <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you a quick little thing. I don't know if you'll find this entertaining, but I have a comedian friend in Calgary uh, who got like basically verbally attacked after his show for saying the n-word on stage but he didn't say the word he actually said quote the n-word in one of his jokes right and, that, that, and that's, <laughs> that's now offensive i i think part of what's going on here too is that it's just a good old-fashioned power struggle right i mean the the old paradigm was hey look there's these oppressed groups 
And so if you say the wrong thing about an oppressed group, you're, you're being mean to them. But that's, that was a defensive maneuver. So now it's changed to an offensive maneuver where it's like, you know, we perceive that you people have some power, you people being any group that is perceived to be dominant, whether it's, you know, white people, men, rich people, uh, you know, any, any different group, right? Heterosexuals, whatever it is. And then you basically go after them, hammer and tongs. If you're not part of that group, it's more like an offensive move. Right. I heard one where it was like the midwives of America. One of them made the mistake of referring to all of the midwives as her sisters <laughs> and was then attacked by, by, by black midwives who felt that they had appropriated the word sisters. So, I mean, you know, you, you get to this point where it's like, is this really about fighting oppression anymore? Or is this about just tit for tat? Like these, the various groups just want to be, uh, to win because mm -hmm. <laughs> they perceive that they're losing, you know? I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a farce, you know? Um, what what can you do? You know, it's like the dwarves would just stand completely in opposition to that. We always have. And I hope people get that we mean it in a kind hearted way. But if they don't, hey, fuck them. You know, mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm not that kind hearted. <laughs> and I appreciate that. And I think a lot of people do. Do you actually do you ever physically get people like protesting at your shows and stuff like that? No, we used to, we used to during the sub pop era some, um, but again, I think because we're so marginalized by the industry and simply nobody cares, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't really hear, we don't really hear much of it. We have a, we have a band from my, uh, my hometown that, I mean, they remind me of the dwarves in some respects, most like not, not musically at all, really. They're kind of more of a, I guess, metal crossover punk band, but they've been around because they're called the Dayglo Abortions. And uh, sure, yeah. have you heard of those guys? And they kind of remind me of of, of the dwarves in the sense that they, they've gotten in tons of trouble over the years for their uh, content and, and songs and albums and stuff. And it's, it sort of comes they're, down to people. They're like the dwarves. They're like the dwarves if the dwarves couldn't write a good song or play very well. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> All right, you said that. Um, yeah, but it, it comes down to sort it's of okay. God, yeah. God bless them. They're they're trying, you know. <laughs> it's right. not easy. It's it's a lot harder to be the dwarves than you might think because we've talked about the whole, you know, insulting part of it or PC part of it. But then there's the whole like music part of it and production part of it. And again, most of the bands who are sort of in in, in agreement with us, um. They they uh, they can't do what we do. They can't perform musically the way that we do. They can't. They, they haven't made a, a, enough of a study of it um, to to do that. It's extremely difficult to like assemble a team like that. And again, I, I don't want to sound pretentious, but mm -hmm. there's just a lot more in these records than just like, Hey, we said, fuck, mm -hmm. you know I mean? It's kind of reminds me of that old Eddie Murphy routine where he, you know, people would walk up to him and go, Oh, Eddie Murphy, you're a great comedian. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. You know, like that was all he was saying. He's yeah. like, no, I don't, I don't just get up and say, fuck, I actually do things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, the current climate of the world, you are going to be part of a show called Punk Against Trump. Now, can we go down that road a little bit? 
Well, yeah, you know, it was funny when, when, when we put, they, they, nobody tells me anything, you know, I was like the agent called, he goes, Hey, you want to play with TSOL? I said, sure. You know, next thing I know, it's, it's something about Trump and look, I don't like Trump. I think he's an ignoramus and I think he's a fascist, pure and simple. And a couple things. Number one, you know, the day he declared, I said, he's going to win the election. And right. everybody laughed at me. And I said, no, this is our country, sadly. And the day that he was inaugurated, I said, this is now fascism deep in a way that people in America don't understand it can be. You know, it's it's 1934 all over again, and people in America don't even understand. I would wager in Canada either don't really understand that they've always lived with democracy more or less. Mm -hmm. And so they don't really understand what a fascist regime is. And, and now they're seeing, you know, it, it has all the hallmarks of it, you know, bring in your family and, you know, lionize the military while belittling them and fucking the, the whole thing. Like any, anything that a fascist dictator has done, this guy's done almost all of it already, right. you know? So I'm, I'm certainly against him, you know, but then discrediting the media, the whole fake news thing, everything that's turning everybody. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it's undermining faith in our institutions but you know what trump is just a symptom of what was already there the the, the republican party in america has been a fascist organization since they you know since since the mid 90s when they you know tried to impeach the president i didn't like him but he didn't deserve to be impeached mm -hmm. then they stole the election in 2000 then in 2002 they stole the gubernatorial election in california and then, you know, so over and over, and now it's all, you know, drawing district maps in a, in a, in a fucked up way. So they win. I mean, basically we, we have two parties in America. The Republican party is a far right fascist organization. The democratic party is a, is a center right corporate organization. So, you know, we're, we're in a really bad place, you know, and if people aren't really coming to blag from the doors for their political views, but but that's where I stand. So if somebody tells me, hey, there's something against Trump, sure, I'll play that. But as soon as we listed that show, all these all these people went on and started attacking me. Oh, you know, this is some PC shit. Like, this isn't you guys. And, and so I had to remind them, like, no, you know, liberals still hate us and protest us. So I'm still giving them a finger in the eye. But that doesn't mean that give the fascists a pass. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can do both. I'm I'm certainly not going to bow down to the fucked up right wing of this country just because left wing people. This is where we're at, you know. It, it, it's uh, I'm I'm just as against uh, both kinds of behavior. In fact, more so against the fascist kind because. And again, you know, I use that word and people think I'm overusing it or that it's incorrect. It's not. <laughs> this is exactly what it was like in in Europe in the 1930s, you know, it's a, it almost seems like until, until the death camps are actually put in, nobody will admit that it's fascism. Right. You know, so yeah. it, it's very like, you know, okay, man, this is the road that we're going down. And, you know, I, I'm, I do my part to the degree that I can, but I, I don't think that we're going to save ourselves from fascism by, 
throwing Al Franken out of the Senate or firing every guy that said that a woman looked nice at work or whatever, you know, like that's, that's not the solution. And the left is cannibalizing itself and attacking itself all the time. So they're doing the right job for them, you know. Um, let's talk about something a little different and nicer, maybe. I want to hear about this uh, We Got Issues uh, thing that you're doing. Is this, is this a radio, like an actual radio show or the podcast? Yeah, well, it's, it's a podcast that I do with my friend No Name, who's a great DJ uh, in San Francisco, and then we were joined by Heather Hammond. And so both those guys work over at Cumulus Broadcasting, and so before we knew it, you know, they'd taken our podcast and they said, hey, we want to try this out on the radio. So past couple of weeks, it's been playing, you know, it's on commercial radio in San Francisco. I can't believe it. I can like drive around and hear me talking shit, you know, and it's still kind of surreal. Like, again, like who the fuck is listening to me for advice, you know, but I guess that's the point we've come to where like a scumbag like me is like an elder statesman of something, you know, so. There it is, you know, I mean, they say that like, you know, buildings and old horrors become respectable once they once they get old enough, you know, <laughs> once you reach 50. <laughs> right. Okay. So this, this is something that's uh, a fairly new thing that you're doing and is it going to become a regular deal? Like, are you going to? Well, like, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's already a regular deal. I mean, I would encourage anybody to go to wegotissues.net or send your issues in and we'll answer your issues. Um, but yeah, go to, go to, we got issues.net. You can hear, there's already been like, I think like 35 episodes of the, of the show. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, there's been a lot of episodes of the show. So, you know, I guess it's expanding and it's doing more and more. And, uh, I'm just thrilled with it. Uh, you guys are heading over to Europe here in a, just a few days, actually. Um, to do some shows in Spain and Italy. Do you like uh, going overseas? Or do you get a good reception over there? Oh, yeah. I love Europe. And Spanish audiences in particular are a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it's it's nice. I mean, the generation I come from, like going to Europe, was you had to do it. You know, it, it really meant something. And what's happened is that it's gotten so expensive that a lot of bands just don't go anymore. So I feel like it's even more important to bring them some punk rock over there, you know, mm -hmm. otherwise they have to listen to their kind of their version of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I noticed, uh, you, you, your band tends to do sort of little spurts of shows, uh, no pun intended there, but you know, like, like, you know, you do sort of a half dozen or so shows at a time as opposed to big, long tours. Is that how you prefer things? Yeah. I mean, big, long tours really destroy lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go do a big, long tour, and when you're done, you know, everybody's, you know, your cat's dead, and your wife's left you, and the electricity's turned off, and it, it's just, there are a lot of things in the music industry that are set up for, like, the biggest bands, and then all the littlest bands do it, you know, so it's like, rent a bus, you right. know, so you can waste all your fucking money, but you can pretend like you're on a bus and you're important, you know, or like get a, get a manager so they can take 20% of the money that they haven't done anything to earn, you know, or, you know, or the booking agent that calls the, the same venues that I've been playing at for 20 years and 
You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's just like there's a lot of shit in the music industry that's just set up to separate musicians from their money. You know, and one of them is these ridiculous long tours that are pointless. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they used to make a little more sense when everything was centered around records, and it was like, well, your record just came out, we got to hype this now, you know. But now it's like, fuck, man, all the records are out there, all the songs are out there. You don't necessarily need to go somewhere today to get people interested in it. And so, you know, it's it's kind of like we just like to hit and run, play a few shows, and it's kind of the same way we make records, you know? It's like, if you're good, you don't need to do 50 takes of the same thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really, I can hear when a band has played the same song 50 times and now this is the version that they think is the right one. And it's like, well, congratulations, you've taken all the fun out of your fucking song, but you think you, but you finally played it right. You know, it's like when when we go in the studio, you know, we'll play play the same jam three or four times, man. We got it, you know what I mean? Because we're we're good. <laughs> so it's like we go out, we play four or five shows. That's fun, you know. Right. Playing thirty shows is not fun for me, man. I'm not twenty anymore. I don't I don't feel like playing thirty shows in a row. You know. Understandable. Um, are you guys going to be at punk rock bowling this year? I was there. I went for the first time last year and had the time of my life. Well, let me put it this way. Okay. Mark Stern gets very mad at me when I tell people that we're playing there before it's been announced. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I'll say. All right. I think <laughs> And I, I will say nothing more than that. Right. Well, we don't want Mark to get mad at you. Uh, but it sure would be yes. great if, if, you know, by some chance you were to end up there. That would be really wonderful to see you guys there. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great time out there and such a cool you know, Mark's a great guy and it's just such a cool, uh, environment. And it's one of the few places where, you know, if you're in a band like the dwarves, you can still feel like a celebrity walking around, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, listen, Black, I'm going to let you go here in a sec, but I got one more thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, before I wrap it up. You, you, uh, you're a writer as well. You've written a couple of novels. Yeah. So arm to the teeth with lipstick, I believe was the first one. And then a, a, a book called Nina. First of all, Nina is selling for like a hundred plus dollars on online on Amazon and stuff. Why is that? Well, it's out of print now, and it's a very dirty book, and it's pretty interesting. And I think it's got it's garnered kind of a reputation. And again, you know, it's it's typical blag shit. It's like I basically wrote about a fourteen year old girl, but from my perspective. So like she's me. Oh wow! Okay. And 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 so. <laughs> A lot of people were like, this isn't like any 14-year-old girl. You know, you did a terrible job. It's like, no, dude, it's, it's me. <laughs> I, did, I did a good job. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I hesitate to really push myself as a novelist because I have a lot of respect for that. And I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like I think I can stand on stage with Salman Rushdie, you know. I mean, it's it's... It, it's an interesting, funny book, you know. If you if you if you check out either of my books, I think I think they're worth it. I, I dabble with novels the same way people like dabble with painting or whatever. You know, you just kind of throw something out there and see what happens. You know, I don't, I don't really even know what the fuck it is. It's not like punk rock where I can say definitively, "Oh yeah, we're the best band ever." You know, <laughs> that's that's easier for me. You know sure. what I mean? It's like I, I punk rock. I know. Uh, well, the question, though, d- does beg to be answered is uh, for a guy that's 
you know, been in the punk rock game for 30 plus years, all the stories, you, the insane stories you must have. Have you thought about writing a nonfiction, you know, an autobiography or, a, you know, a, a collection of uh, things? That yeah, I have. And I've, I've tried it and I've done it in various forms and I still haven't found the right way to do it. But I, I am going to do that. I, I think it's a story that should be told, but there's there's a lot of boring ways to tell an interesting story. So I have to figure out the right way. You know, I, I think I, I'm not I'm not I'm not quite sure on that one. But it's it's a question. It, it should it should happen yeah. at some point. Yeah, those stories should be should be told. I think, and you know, for I the think future you're generations. Right, my friend. Well, Blag, thank you, sir. I really do appreciate your time, and uh, and it was a real honor to talk to you. And I hope maybe I can uh, buy you a beer down in Vegas if you uh, happen to be down there. Sounds good. Buy me a joint. <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll try to bring some BC Bud down for you without getting arrested. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your time. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been the Punk Show Podcast. If you'd like to hear more, including kick-ass punk music, go to thezone.fm slash punk. Oh, yeah. And be sure to check out the Punk Show on Facebook and Instagram.